there. Welcome to this episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki, just like every week. <laughs> this week, uh, it's a topic that I actually faced head on this last week, and I think I'm still in the middle of, I know I'm still in the middle of, and I felt like I'm just going to get on, talk this out, hopefully bring some clarity to others as well as myself, and to share that this process of expansion and growth and understanding oneself and getting along with other humans, it's not a linear thing. It, you know, it has these ups and downs. It has like a spiral staircase. Sometimes it feels like you go up, then you come down, then you go up, then you come down. And sometimes you get dizzy going around in circles. And the things that you felt like you worked through, you dealt with, you understood, they show another level of expansion or understanding. You know, that proverbial onion thing with another layer of skin. And sometimes when I hear that or use that reference, I think of how pungent an onion is. And <laughs> it can often feel like when you're recognizing or facing an experience or a learning curve or anything, whatever you want to call it, that you faced before, well, man, it can make your eyes run. Um, You can get all teary. You can, your nose will run. Your fingers stink no matter how many times you wash your hands. The onion metaphor is alive and well in this one. And the topic is disappointment. And I am someone who inside in all truthfulness, has a really hard time if I feel like I have disappointed others. And I can tell myself over and over again that it is not up to me how they feel. It is not up to me to process. And it is not up to me to even make them, well, I can't make someone feel better, but to help them understand my situation. And it's the area of my experience that I would say is the only place I experience the energy of guilt. And disappointment is a sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations, according to dictionary.com. I know this. Logically, I process that. And my heart still drops a little bit. If I feel like a decision I'm making to the healthy aspect and respectful relationship with myself might create a sadness or displeasure in someone else because the non-fulfillment of their hopes or expectations. And I have often said to people, and trust me, I say this to myself so, well, every time an opportunity like this comes up. It's not a daily thing for me. It's something that is experience-based. So I'm not walking around up there thinking, oh, I disappointed this person or that person. I, you know, I'm terrible at whatever I do or who I am. It's more when those that I really care about or that I feel like there might be a misperception as well. And I'm wondering if you've experienced this too. I can say to myself over and over again, it is not up to me to interpret or even intuit what someone else may have created a hope or expectation around. And very often we will think we're accurate about that, but then you ask the person, they're like, no, that's not what I was thinking. So I want to know 
if you also have the difficult time of managing the emotions and understanding the emotions that come with the disappointment others may experience. You may have heard this in a tone from childhood, or you may have heard it from a a partner or friends or siblings or any of those, maybe even your kids if you have them. And oftentimes it's communicated as disappointing other people, like not liking the fact that you disappointed other people. Right from the get-go, we're going to establish that that is not possible. If another person is disappointed, it's because they created an expectation around what you may be doing, what their experience was going to be like, or what they may have been led to believe, but then it didn't work out. We are still not responsible for anyone's disappointment except our own. I know that. I can say it over and over again, and I still feel the frustration (laughs) of it showing up in myself. And that's because I feel a dissatisfaction in myself if someone else feels sad as a result of our interaction. So I want to lay this out there and also give some pointed advice that I went back to for myself uh, a lot this last week and a half so that I could be on the side of self-love, of self-respect, And of also, you know what, unwinding the idea that everything I do has an impact on others because it doesn't. The world does not revolve around us. We might think it does. Um, And it's a form of, I think, self-involvement, not evolving, but self-involvement to believe that everything we do, someone might have an opinion about or have a feeling or a perception about, we're just not that needed or popular or um, big. (laughs) However, the brain gets involved in this and perhaps from childhood experiences of, you know, act right or your teacher will be disappointed. You don't want to be, you don't want your parents to be disappointed. I remember as a kid, I never worried about what my teachers or disciplinarians would think about me. I was more concerned about what would happen when I went home. And it wasn't all around the fact that, you know, there might be a beating associated with it because that rarely happened in our house. No, at least for me, I rarely got a physical response for something I did or didn't do. Now, I was a really good kid, so maybe I just didn't push the envelope there. But it was more the emotional component. I didn't want to see my parents' face um, or, you know, even risk that. So most of us have had that experience experience somewhere in your life that you see it on someone's face and that's the processing of their own emotions. It's not even real that they might be feeling it. They may have to process and get back to us on something, but we read it as, oh my goodness, I just disappointed, you know, my kid or my colleague. And this is, I think, where over-promising and under-delivering come from, and that we just are so afraid to experience that drop in your gut and everything that you'd almost rather lie 
um, or embellish or overpromise and underdeliver. But there's no way to get out of the human experience without feeling disappointment and without witnessing others' disappointment. And that's where the skill comes in in being willing to witness another's disappointment and to back out of the people pleasing or the concern that someone else just may not approve of you. And if you're someone who can say, oh yeah, I hate disappointing my kids, my friends, my colleagues. I will bend over backwards, make myself into a pretzel, um, never let someone know how stressed I am, um, compulsively meet the needs of those around, call yourself a caretaker, call yourself empathic when you're really maybe trapped in this uh, pattern of fearing disappointing others. And yes, there is some level of altruism there. I think we really do want to help most people. Um, and we, we want to be seen in a light that is dependable. And we tr- maybe truly have a desire to meet the needs that are presented to you. And that may not be all that altruistic because there could be a hero complex there or an avoidance of your own hurts and needs in order to make sure that the other people are okay. And that's where mine comes in, in all transparency. I will take a blow. I will take a a hit to my own psyche to make sure other people are okay, even to the point where it creates a detriment to how I feel about myself. And that's what's been going on for me in that there's a life event that was really asking me to show up in a way I always have in the past, which is everything's cool. I'm great. Nope, no problem here. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't lie to myself and show up in that falsehood and perpetuate what I didn't respect in this group that I was meeting with. And that was the two-faced communication. You know, say something to your face, say something behind your back. I couldn't do it anymore. And it twisted me up inside. And I am so grateful to say that I have a partner and I have a friend, a dear friend. who <laughs> it, I could laugh about it now. It was tough at the time. Created like an intervention. Now it came out very naturally. We were just having a conversation and I was handing out every line of BS you could possibly imagine to say I was going to go to this event. I have to go. Others expect me to go. I have always shown up in this uh, capacity for others. I will do it here. (laughs) I don't want to disappoint. I literally said those words. I don't want to disappoint one particular person. It really did center around her. And then I heard the bullshit coming out of my mouth. And I even said that to them. I can hear what's coming out of my mouth. And I can feel the disconnect between truth and who I want to be and who I believe myself to be. And this just cockamamie information that's coming out of my mouth. And they did not let up. And I am so grateful because it pushed me to the place where I already was in a spiritual space, in a health space, in a even in an emotional space. But my old wiring would not let go. It was being so stubborn. 
And this is what I mean by there are layers that we go through and we arrive in that next layer and that next layer and that next layer. And I have definitely looked at this stuff before and I've even said no to some stuff, but it wasn't a big life event and this is a big life event. So I had to ask myself, can I look myself in the mirror? Can I look myself in my heart? And will I respect myself for going just because I don't want to disappoint other people who may or may not give a shit of whether I show up or not, right? So I felt like my heart was being ripped in two. And Mike even reflected that to me just last night, actually, we were going over it and talking. And he said, I could tell how twisted up you were because you weren't clear. You were circling around and you were in excuses. And I'm so grateful that he has such a great emotional component, but also uh, communication. And he's, he's not afraid to hurt my feelings because they're my feelings. And I have said to him before, my response to what you say, as long as it's delivered in a kind way, is not on you. That's on me. And he was doing exactly what I wasn't allowing myself to do in this situation. And that I, I wasn't believing in me enough. And I wasn't respecting me enough to say, no, it stops here. Like this is where I stop. And if someone wants to have a conversation with me about it, you know, post event, great, willing to do that. But for right now, I have to listen to the part of me that has been uh, putting others' needs, even perceived needs, uh, ahead of my own belief and, and standing up for myself. So it was in some ways an aversion to uh, a conflict, but I actually enjoy conversations that are um, from different perspectives. I really enjoy that. I love listening and feeling out where I could grow. So have you been through this? Have you experienced that deep knowing that it is not in my best interest to attend this? Let's be honest. Most of the time it's with family, but it can also be in a work situation. Have you experienced that where the shoulds show up and are louder than the self-respect? louder than the self-love um, and even louder than the messages that are just trying to come through to say, I think this is where you're at. I, I feel like you could handle this. Have you done that? And if so, are you willing to do it again and again and again? Or is it time for you to allow others to process their own emotions around whether you continue a pattern or show up or don't show up. And this often comes into place in overperforming in order to, I'm going to put quotes around this, earn respect from others and to put so much effort into it because you, you think they won't think favorably of you. And all of these reasons are valid and a mixture of the altruistic truly want to help and self-protective. We have to think of ourselves in these situations where it's not in our best interest. We have to think, how will I feel afterwards if I go through with this? And I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted at the idea of beating myself up anymore. It, it just exhausts me. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to walk through things so purposefully 
that if there are repercussions, well, I will meet those conversations, but I will meet them knowing that I listened to myself and I even respected others because again, in the conversation last night, Mike pointed out, well, had you gone and what if there was something emotionally and you just walked out? Now there's two levels of repair there. And I'm like, oh, I actually didn't think of that. Um, I did think about how would I feel being there and feeling like a fraud and feeling like I was uh, faking it. And for me, integrity is really important. I would rather you not like me than to question my own integrity. But regardless of how you get there or how you act out these things, it's, it's admirable to have that quality where you consider how your actions may affect others. So when I was trying to, thinking I was protecting this one person who would be upset if I wasn't there, I actually wasn't taking into consideration there were a bunch of other people that could support her. Like I'm not the only one who owns the market on hugs, right? I give very good hugs, but I'm not the only one who can do that. However, the idea that I thought of another person, I think is an admirable quality that the majority of us have who have maybe been in people-pleasing place rather than in a uh, balance place. Uh, and they can get extreme, when, especially if you work too hard to keep everyone happy. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. And I hear this a lot from parents. I do everything and the kids don't appreciate it. Well, stop doing everything. Stop it. Show them that you matter too. Um, show them that that didn't please you, that there's a boundary here and you're stepping over it. Because if you keep stretching yourself beyond your limitations, physically, emotionally, intellectually stressed out, your adrenals are going to go bleh and you're going to burn out. And then you're not going to be any good to yourself and you're not going to be any good in any relationships. And sometimes by backing up and realizing that we are not the entire source in this universe. We don't know what's in the best interest for others. You get to respect them and you get to say, I fully believe in this person's capability to process their own emotions. And that allows them to maybe learn from it too. Maybe your boundary helps another person realize that they have really overstepped boundaries in a lot of their relationships. I mean, you were the one brave enough to do it. And to be clear, I didn't, did not make an announcement about not going. I just didn't go. And the world did not implode. I admit at the time I had some feelings. I definitely had to distract myself to keep myself from going into old patterns and showing up. But the question that my friend asked me when we were <laughs> in Vicky's intervention 
was when I kept talking about everybody else, she said, what about you? And it took my breath away because in all of the turmoil that I was feeling, I didn't consider myself. And that's the thing I ask people through the 22 years that I've been doing this work. What about you? How do you feel? What matters to you? And it's not about creating a self-involved person who only thinks about themselves. It's about playing out these and feeling out these experiences in life to know what aligns. So the healthy uh, no or no thank you, I like to say no thank you, that you say to another can be the yes you say to yourself. And then you can work on staying in your own energy space when others can feel disappointed or frustration And you can do it with that word of integrity. And one of the ways that I feel like we do this is you learn how to allow other people to feel their disappointment without adding any insult, the insult that they can't handle it or the insult that you're just rude. So in in the example for my situation, I just didn't go. And I felt like that was the most respectful. This was not an RSVP situation. So... It's not like I didn't practice manners. However, I chose in that moment and I felt it was best to not stir something up before the event. There was no need. There was no need. There are some suggestions I have if you are going to practice this allowing others to feel whatever they're going to feel. They might not even feel disappointed. (laughs) I've had that situation where someone will cancel a get together. Maybe we're going for a walk or we're going to have lunch. And I'm like, it really is okay. It really is okay. I say to my granddaughter all the time, I want you to be with me authentically or not be with me at all. And I have raised her with that premise. And she will say, Nana, I'm being authentic. I don't want to come over this weekend because this other thing is going on. And I'm like, you go girl. (laughs) And when other people cancel on me, trust me, I feel the relief in your bravery to do that. I honor you. And you know what? Sometimes I'm like, oh, sweet. I am not putting a bra on today and I am just staying home. So if you're going to practice having integrity as you unhook the pattern of people pleasing or of overcompensating, make it a clean break. Make it something that is... Mm, honest and and true. It is kind to be clear. And it's something that takes a little bit of bravery. So if you have to say no to someone, don't drag it out. If you have to break up with someone and you know it, don't keep it going. Be upfront about it and the commitment or the relationship. They may be hurt. They may be upset. But they'll also be free to move on and to process that and to be in a relationship that you don't want to be in is disrespectful to both of you. And that could be a working relationship. I have canceled contracts early and, and, you know, lived up to my end of the deal. If I said I was going to pay something out or whatever, if it wasn't working and conversations haven't led to uh, a clearer understanding of the process and Even if somebody decided not to work with me as a coach, I always wish them well and say, happy that you know you well enough 
to say this isn't working for you anymore. So make it clean. Like decide what to do. Set yourself a date and do it. Don't lie or make up excuses. And it, it, it's just not necessary. Uh, we want to soften the blow by making up excuses. And I used to be someone who did this. I would love to do it, but I have this, 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 and this. No, it's just a no thank you. That's not going to work for me, perhaps at a later date. And when I say perhaps at a later date, I actually really mean it. It has to be something that I want to do. It just doesn't fit. But I won't make up an excuse. Even if I have to say I am tapped out, my brain cannot process one more conversation from Monday morning to Friday evening. I have dozens and dozens of sessions and conversations. And sometimes by that time, I can't talk. I can't think. I don't want to. (laughs) So I, and I have said, it's just not, I, I can't, I have my batteries empty. I need to stay home. Lying isn't good for yourself. You know it. We all know when we're doing it. So make that commitment that you won't lie and you won't make up excuses. And yeah, your knees might be knocking when you're having the conversation. You might be nervous, but I promise you, you will love yourself afterward for having moved through that. And we did, uh, this came to mind during a particularly tough bike ride with a lot of hills, Vermont, your hills, what the heck? Um, <laughs> but I was going up one of them and I don't have a lot of experience biking on hills. I do mostly rail trails. They're flat. So I was going up and I thought, you know what? I love that I'm doing this because when you do something out of choice, that's really hard. When you have to do these other hard things, the muscles are already there and not just the muscles that will push you up and down a hill. And yes, I walked a couple of them because it's just smart sometimes to get off and walk it. The capability within yourself to recognize that I have done hard things, I can do this too, calms your brain. It calms down your amygdala. It tells your adrenals, it's all cool. We got this. We have experienced this before. So go look for evidence, but do not lie. If you have to back out of a commitment, state the facts honestly and and simply as possible. Um, Even being honest about the fact that you need downtime, it's no longer a badge of courage to just go, 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 go. If there's anything that I think that people learn through the pandemic is they actually like stopping once in a while. And you could offer, uh, I have to pull out of this commitment for personal reasons. Here's what I can do to help you transition or to find someone else. So you're not just dropping it off. You're, you're doing that transitional help. Don't apologize. If you haven't done anything wrong, if you are honoring yourself, and this was what was really hard for me, I could also, I could feel myself wanting to apologize for not going, apologize for not being the person I've been in the past, which let's be honest, this is a more, a more enlightened whole being by saying, I don't want to go than the person who showed up out of integrity with herself. So (laughs) quite frankly, the new and improved version is one I like better. That I didn't do anything wrong. I respected myself. I'm not, I wasn't a key player at this event. I don't apologize. And this is very hard, especially for many women. It's, you know, we'll often say, I'm sorry when you bump into somebody in the grocery store. I've been practicing not doing that. I'll say, oopsie, 
Um, and, and this was, if somebody bumped into me, I would say, I'm sorry. And it's like, what are you doing? You didn't do anything wrong here. That's a conditioned response. So I'll say, oh, excuse me, or uh, whoopsie, uh, we were both going in the same direction. Uh, do you want to go first? Rather than saying, I'm sorry. And you may want to get clear with yourself if you feel like you're doing something wrong. Well, maybe there's more to look at there than um, than the situation or the event or the job or the relationship. And you could say something as simple as, as hard as this is, I have arrived at this conclusion and I won't be continuing, um, you know, because it honors the difficulty. And uh, and it's something that I've been saying lately is I, I won't be able to take on more one-on-one sessions in order to honor my existing commitments to those that I have on contract and those that are on retainer because those that hire me to be on retainer I have a, a commitment to answer them in a very timely fashion. And if I'm doing all these one-off sessions, I just don't have time to do it. And that makes me out of integrity with my contractual obligation. And even that was so hard. So I had to say to me, to myself, well, me, myself, and I, that this is what I love to do. I love the consistency of a retainer project. I love getting to know businesses and helping them thrive and grow and to have the most aligned energy practice and business practice so that they can be successful. And if I'm filling my calendar with one-off sessions, I, I can't do that. So I had that meeting with myself and Tuesdays are when you can book a one-off and I'm booked a couple months out. It's just the way it is because <laughs> the rest of the days people have signed contracts. Like I'm on retainer. That is a way for me to show up for myself while helping others. And if someone is experiencing disappointment at your decision, that's great. They're connecting with their emotions and you can have empathy and you can say, I know this is hard for you. Um, or I get that this is an inconvenience. Then you stand there in a, a respect for yourself. And from an energetic perspective, they won't be able to tap into your field and pull out and get you to change your mind because some people are good and they will try to get you to change your mind so that they get what they want. You know, manipulative people are very good at this. And this is where you start acknowledging that person may be manipulative. That person may be narcissistic. Not everybody has the clinical narcissism. We all have a level of narcissism or we wouldn't feed each other every day. But you are not there to take abuse when you are creating these boundaries for yourself. It's not their job to take care of your feelings. It's not your job to take care of their feelings. If everybody just respectfully took care of your own feelings, this place would be amazing, this human experience. It's never okay for someone who's disappointed to become abusive towards you. It's never okay that someone else starts talking in a derogatory manner because you didn't do what they wanted you to do. When we do for others and for what they wanted, it needs to be reciprocal. It needs to be agreed upon that that's the best for everybody. And there are going to be emotions. When someone feels 
quote, let down by you, there's going to be emotions, but it doesn't have to be toxic. Excuse yourself, get out. That's the clean break. If there's room for expanding on the relationship and maybe you have a conversation later, great. Take some space and then have some conversation. If not, it's better that you know and that you recognize that, you know, likely you may never have been quotes around this good enough for that other person because you weren't doing their bidding. Once you get used to allowing others to hold their own disappointment and frustration and even confusion about your own boundaries, you will gain a sense of confidence, a self-surety, and you'll also gain a little bit of humility. Like I said earlier, we are not the center of the universe, but sometimes our brains can convince us we are, that everybody has an opinion on what we're doing or how we're doing it, when in fact, most people are just thinking about themselves in that way. So once you look at this stuff and you, you realize, I am not the center of the stinking universe here, it comes with some humility in that you don't put a lot of pressure on everything that you do, and you get to have a little bit of appreciation and acceptance for yourself. When you learn how much power there is in saying yes to yourself, that transmit in transmits in wonderful life experiences and doors opening and really lovely relationships that might even sit you down for an intervention. Uh, Glennon Doyle has a, a great quote from her book, Untamed. It's every time you're given a choice between disappointing someone else or disappointing yourself, your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as necessary in order to avoid disappointing yourself. I love that quote, even though my feeling around it is we're not in charge of other people's disappointments. This is a way to get it into your brain that it's actually my duty to avoid disappointing myself. And to me, that means in how I talk to myself and how I treat myself. And yes, how I look at myself in the mirror the next morning. Because if you've ever done mirror work, that thing will look back at you. Your eyes will look back to you and they'll be like, uh-huh, I know what you did. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, girl. And you don't want to do that. You want to look at those eyes, your own soul eyes, and say, did it. I was scared. You know what, Liz? And I did it. Um, It's a process of growth. And if you're incredibly empathic, this might be difficult, but not impossible. It is an act of self-love. It's a, an authenticity that is energy giving. Um, it's a way to empower oneself and to actually arrive in an understanding that it is a privilege to be human and I owe it to my human self. It's a privilege to be alive. And I owe it to myself to live in integrity while I'm here. So it may take time for you to get this. It may uh, mean that you have to give yourself permission to say no. And that doesn't make you a bad person. Stop it. It doesn't. It doesn't make you rude, uncaring, or unkind. It makes you someone who knows yourself well enough to release childhood beliefs um, and any sense of 
abandonment that may come up around that. And yet, even part of that, you know, Neanderthal brain and that neocortex that thinks the entire tribe is going to leave you. If someone is in your circle and they don't like the fact that you say no thank you occasionally, they ought not to be in your circle. So uh, it's it's not for the wimpy, <laughs> for the faint of heart, but it is one that will, it'll help your heart. It will preserve your heart and your physical and your emotional energy as well. So give it a thought. Um, consider that you may even grow to enjoy the idea of allowing other people to be in charge of their own emotions and then be pleasantly surprised when they're able to respond to you in a way that says, I'm really glad you listened to yourself. That had to take some courage. Give it a try, won't you? Hope you are doing well. Take care. Uh, you can reach me, info at vickybear.com. Uh, any of the social platforms, I'm over there. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.